Welcome to the Bourbon Pulpit. Background audio is provided by freesound.org. Let's join the conversation. So, like I was saying, Trump's appointees. I'm going to go down the list, and then I'm going to tell you I've got a couple theories on his strategy for all this. Because I really do think there's a strategy behind it. All right. To wreck the country? Well, (laughs) yes and no. Uh, okay, so first off, we've got his choice for Secretary of State, uh, Rex Tillerson. Uh, he was the CEO of Exxon, so obviously he's experienced with exploiting the Middle East and developing nations. Oh, well, good. Yeah. Uh, Tillerson has actually worked closely with Vladimir Putin on a number of issues, including drilling in the Arctic, uh, to the point where he was actually granted the Russian Order of Friendship. Oh, my God. Well, so let me ask you a question about this whole drilling in the Arctic thing, though. Didn't Obama just sign something or just, like, do some kind of executive order thing so that drilling in the Arctic is no longer a thing? Yeah, it's no longer a thing. But Tillerson got there first. Uh, Well, yeah, but I mean, like, now we can't drill in the Arctic, right? Right. Okay. Putin or no Putin. Right. All right. Uh, Tillerson also signed a deal with Iraqi Kurdistan for oil drilling there. Mm-hmm. So he's he's got a habit of following the, the dollar wherever it leads him. And if it screws over the environment in the case of uh, Arctic drilling, or dabbles in a little light warmongering like in Kurdistan, well, oh well, a dollar's a dollar. Fuck. <laughs> the Secretary of Treasury, holy shit. Steven Mnuchin. I've got a bunch to say about this asshole. Mnuchin. What kind of name is that? I don't know. Uh, his former partner at Goldman Sachs, and we all know that how that turned out in the, <laughs> the, the mid-2000s. Whole, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, picked up failed lender IndyMac, turned that into One West Bank, which got, which it got just crucified in the news for ludicrously aggressive and questionably legal foreclosures, including one uh, a 90-year-old grandmother in Minneapolis named Takora Parks, who returned home in a blizzard to find that the locks had been changed and her home had been foreclosed upon for a pay- due to a payment error of 27 cents. Did she have any warning? Nope. She she had been, as far as she knew, they were still working out the, the payment error with, with the bank. But she just came home one day. Remember, this is in Minneapolis. I mean, the, the, the northern Midwest states, winter doesn't fuck around. Yeah. In a blizzard, a 90-year-old grandma locked out of her home. For less money than you or I would bend over to pick up if we saw it on the sidewalk. I don't know. I might pick up at least the quarter part of that. Yeah, but if it was like, you know, two dimes and some pennies, you'd be like, yeah, fuck that. Fuck. Leave it Leave it for somebody who needs it. Yeah. <laughs> like that poor old lady. Yeah, like this lady. Oh my god. Yeah, the bank later admitted it was an error, and I'm sure that apology made Ms. Parks feel all warm and fuzzy inside if she hadn't frozen to death. Especially considering that she was probably lucky to get the mortgage in the first place, considering One West really didn't like writing loans for minorities. 
Oh, God. Fair Housing Act? What the fuck is that? Oh, my God. So oh. she was a minority on top of yeah. that. Yeah. Good job, yeah. bank and industry there. Yeah. Please. Oh, he also wants to get rid of uh, the Dodd-Frank Act, which keeps tabs on investment advisors, uh, forces financial institutions to be a bit more transparent regarding their financial health to hopefully avoid another great recession. Uh, It allows the Federal Reserve to step in if a financial institution is looking like it's going to fall over and take the economy with it, pulls back the curtain of non-disclosure on hedge fund managers, uh, prevents banks from gambling with their house accounts. Uh, the, the house accounts the bank keeps, are, they're kind of their insurance policy. They use those accounts to remain solvent if all their investments go tits up. Right. It's basically Glass-Steagall for the new economy. And he wants it gone. Oh, my God. So so this guy's a winner? Yeah. All right. This is for the Secretary of the Treasury. Hamilton is spinning in his grave. This is one of the people who is arguably responsible for the housing crisis and the financial difficulties in 07-08. I'm dying to hear this strategy that you think Trump has. Okay. I'm I'm getting to it, but I want to make my case first. (laughs) All right. Okay, Secretary of Defense. Defense. General Mattis. Mad Dog Mattis. Wait. He hasn't given up on that plan yet? Nope. With all the screaming? Nope. With the fact that it's, it, it's illegal? Nope. Because it's illegal, given... right? Yeah, I mean, right? Congress can grant a waiver. They sort of granted a waiver before. Uh, this is shortly after World War II. God, what was his name? Uh, the Secretary of Defense, uh, they wanted uh, a retired general who had, who, who had been who had retired but not long enough for the time limit, which at the time was 10 years. So they amended the law to make it a seven-year limit, which would let this guy squeak in. I mean, civilian control of the military is kind of a big deal. It's the keystone of a democracy. Holy shit, why are we even talking about this? Because Trump. The, The entire reason we have civilian control of the military... It's that the military can't go, well, the government isn't doing what I want it to. Time for a coup. Or so the president can, you know, have a shot at making a decision. Because the president doesn't make those kind of decisions. What the president does is he relies on the Secretary of Defense to work up a plan for military options and the Secretary of State to work up a plan for diplomatic options. It says, okay, what do you got? Both of them make their case, and the president chooses. Which is another reason we should have civilian control of the military, because the person making the decision and approving the plans should be aware that diplomatic options exist and are useful, and the military doesn't do diplomacy, which is fine. That's not what they're for. You, You don't shoot treaties out of the barrel of a gun. That's just not a tool in their toolbox, and that's fine. I, I, I wouldn't ask a garbage man to do brain surgery on me. We'll get to, we're going to get to surgeons later, by the way. I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm okay, I guess, with somebody who's been in the military. Yes. But not recently. Yeah, because you've you got to have some time to get out of that military-is-the-only-solution mindset. Because if you're in the military, especially if you're in military leadership, for obvious reasons, 
you know, you're the hammer. So everything in the world starts looking like a nail. What kind of experience does Mad Dog have in the, the um, private sector? Uh, precious little. He's been a military man for pretty much forever. Uh, oh, he's also got a hate boner against Iran uh, to the point where he thinks we should be ignoring ISIS and going after Iran. Completely ignoring ISIS. Yep. And just going after Iran. Yep. Okay. <sighs> Secretary of the Interior. Oh, this should yeah, be good. Yeah, yeah, they're all about conservation and whatnot. Ryan Zinke, R- Zink, or however the hell his name's pronounced, uh, representative from Montana. He's kind of schizophrenic on climate change. Like, he agrees that climate change is absolutely a thing. Oh, well, good! Yeah, so he's... Good! Th- there are some neurons good. in there. <laughs> but thinks that extraction of coal and oil and natural gas really shouldn't be heavily regulated because those are important assets. So climate change is something we should wring our hands about but not do anything about. <laughs> I, at least the people denying climate change have have the, the justification that they don't think there's a problem. This guy realizes there's a problem but thinks it's just not worth doing anything about. Oh, fuck it. I'll be dead by the time everything gets fucked up. I don't care. I want to make some money. I'm sorry, millennials and your your children. Jesus Christ. What are we going to call the children of millennials? Who knows? The victims? Yeah. <laughs> the, the victim generation. Generation V. <laughs> oh. The only reason the Secretary of Agriculture isn't another nightmare scenario is that he hasn't picked one yet. Oh, well... Good going. Secretary of Commerce, Wilbur Ross, that fucking goblin. He made a shitload of money restructuring failed businesses. An absolute shitload of money at it. To be entirely fair to the man, he's good at it. I mean, he looks like he looks like Dobby from Harry Potter fucked Yoda. But he, he's good with a nickel. Now, now. <laughs> Made a shitload of money restructuring failed businesses, including this coal mine in West Virginia. Uh, it was owned by one of his companies, and back in 2006, there was a methane explosion at this coal mine. Killed one guy immediately and trapped 12 more. By the time they uh, were able to dig it up, 11 of those 12 had died. Oh my god. So there's one survivor is what One survivor who is probably going to be waking up screaming every night for the rest of his natural life. Wow. And that explosion, yeah, that came on the heels of numerous unaddressed safety violations at the mine that were ignored because it was thought to be too expensive to fix them. Isn't that always the reason yeah. why things like like disasters happen? Like the Mirai Botnet? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Ross claimed that he didn't know anything about it, but, dude, just because you you weren't, like, lighting firecrackers and tossing them into the mine doesn't mean you're, you're not responsible. This happened on your freaking watch. Yeah. But it's okay because, you know, he likes to send jobs to China anyway. That, that's one of his strategies for uh, fixing failed businesses is getting rid of as much of the workforce as, as possible and outsourcing it to China or India. Wait a minute. Wasn't Trump the guy who was going to take all our jobs back from China? Yep. Good going. Yeah. Good good going there. Oh, yeah, and he also has no earthly idea how people who aren't just staggeringly wealthy actually live. 
he was asked about Trump's tax plan, and he said, "Okay, well, let me give you an example." He said, uh, "Let's let's take uh, a two-parent household. Both parents working. They make fifty thousand dollars a year. Uh, they have a nanny, and their and their oh, tax wait, what? Will, yeah, yeah." And then he he started talking about how what their tax bill would look like. How does the nanny matter? How many families do you know pulling in $50,000 a year that can afford a nanny? Well, now, perhaps if they live in, I don't know, Oklahoma or something, maybe they, because that's a lot of money. That, uh, you know, if, if you live in like, in like Oklahoma or, you know, other parts of, of this, basically if you live in a very small area. <laughs> yeah, if you live, if you live in a, uh, in a localized depressed economy, sure. Okay. Maybe 50K is a lot. But you realize 50K, it's less than 200... No, no. I forget. What's the poverty level now? I... I for for a, a two-parent household with kids, I think it's on the... It's somewhere around 23,000. So it's less... 50,000 a year is still less than 250% of the poverty line, which means they're eligible for certain benefits. If you're at the point where the government is saying, "Yo, you could use a hand," maybe you don't. Maybe you're not paying for a fucking nanny. Jesus Christ! I can't even. I've never had a nanny, and I've been making more than fifty k for most of my career. I mean, what the hell is he? Is he planning on outsourcing this kid to China <laughs> or India? <laughs> Holy oh my shit! Fifty k, and they have a nanny. Fifty k, and they have a nanny. Oh my god, well, okay. I mean, maybe it's a really cheap nanny. <laughs> maybe it's an illegal immigrant nanny who, you know, is doing it for 25 cents an hour or something. Yeah, but the point is, that nanny is not getting a living wage. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. The nanny, the nanny is not, is not doing well. No! <laughs> no matter what we want to say about the couple with the kids, yeah. the nanny... The is not is being fucked. paid. The nanny is fucked. <laughs> Poor goddamn nanny. Speaking of people getting fucked by uh, rotten work conditions and not getting paid enough, let's talk about his pick for the Secretary of Labor. Andrew Puzder, who I'm sure was tortured in, in as a child because of that name, uh, chief executive of CKE Restaurants, uh, which is the shell company that owns Hardee's and Carl's Jr. Mm-hmm. The He's the guy who thought that the commercials with the that basically boiled down to here's here's a, a young large-breasted woman in a bikini eating a cheeseburger. Carl's Jr. That was it. That was the ad. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Remember, this is the Secretary of Labor. This person's job is to look after the the rights of the worker and to, to help. Uh, facilitate communication and resolve disputes between labor and management. Hashtag fight for 15. I'm so sorry. Yes, fuck that because he doesn't want the minimum rage waste because, oh, it's going to cost a couple of bucks. Oh my god. We're not done yet. He also wants to get rid of Obamacare because it's just it's just wrong that he might have to pay a nickel so that one of his workers can you know be alive and shit. Uh, but that doesn't matter because he doesn't think that uh, workers should be entitled to paid sick leave either. After all, people flipping burgers and doing low-level jobs aren't actually human. They're not permitted to ever be sick or need anything. Yeah, I, I used to work in fast food at a Hardee's, actually, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact. 
And uh, I remember when my father-in-law died and I was not allowed the time to uh, go to his funeral. Yeah, because you're not allowed to be human. But that's okay, because he doesn't want humans. He, he, he thinks it is a grand idea to, re- to replace a lot of jobs, as many jobs as possible, with machinery. Because robots are, and I am quoting here, I'm using his exact words. Quote, Always polite, they always upsell, they never take a vacation, they never show up late, there's never a slip and fall or an age, sex, or race discrimination case. End quote. Oh my god! I'm not going to go into why... No, I am. Yeah, go for it. Why I left my job at the Hardee's? I got threatened one night. I got a death threat. Nice. You know what the manager tried to tell me? Oh, he's just talking trash. Oh, yeah, okay. Death threat. He was just before his time. You know, if it was on Twitter... (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay, then. Okay. Um, speaking of... You Can know, it get worse? Oh, strap the fuck in. I'm not even halfway down my list. Okay. So, speaking of, you know, you don't need paid sick leave, let's talk about the Secretary for Health and Human Services. What? Tasked with, you know, looking after public health. What? Tom Price, MD, a representative from Georgia, wants to cut funding for NPR. What is one of the key points of public health? Public education public communication. What's NPR really good at? Education and communication. Oh, well. Uh, Pro-life, to the point where he wants to deny Affordable Care Act funding to health care plans and health care providers that cover abortion um, you know, with, with the usual disclaimer of not counting cases of rape, incest, or where the pregnancy threatens the mother's life. Keep that loophole in mind, because I'm going to come back to it later. Okay. Opposes gun control because, you know, nobody ever got hurt by getting shot by a gun. Oh, well, good to know. Yeah. Opposes prohibiting job discrimination based on sexual orientation because, you know, nobody ever needs to have a job in order to afford to be alive. Uh, Approves marriage being legally defined as one man, one woman. And pledged to vote against any global warming legislation that would raise taxes. Because, as we all know, environmental health is totally not a thing. Okay. Slitting my wrists now. Oh, you might want to save that knife. You'll need it now. Oh, God. Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, which in a global sense is, yo, let's maybe get some chaps and lasses into homes, but realistically it's about setting a a floor for minorities, saying, okay, we're, we're going to make sure you... You're absolutely going to get screwed over because you're a minor, my, minority in the United States, but let's try and make sure that you that it's slightly survivable. Ben Carson, prominent idiot and living proof that surgeons aren't God. But wait a minute, he's a minority. Oh, oh boy, you're going to love this shit. Pro-life and compares women that have abortions to historical slave owners. Because, after all, this woman is holding absolute dominion over the life growing in her belly. That's totally the same thing as, you know, purchasing a person and beating them to death just for boners. Totally the same thing. What? Yeah. What? What? Yeah. What? My 
my uterus, my uterus is a a slave owner. Apparently, if if you have an abortion that is, I mean, I am a, white, but a, according to Ben Carson, if you have an abortion that is ethically and morally the same thing as strapping your unborn child to a post and whipping it until it says its name is Toby. I'm slitting my wrist with a spoon because it'll hurt more. <laughs> oh, speaking of pro-life, yeah, um, he he's really pro-life, as in that, that loophole I mentioned earlier about except in cases of rape, incest, or if the mother's life is in danger. Nah. Rape and incest, no, you're you're gonna have that baby, and if the and if your life is in danger, then maybe you're allowed to have an abortion. Maybe. Oh. He, he he's he's dodged the question several times. As let's talk about this. Maybe where does this line fall? And he just kind of changes the subject. Uh, let's see. Obamacare is the worst thing since slavery. Uh, the U.S. government even attempting gun control is equal to Nazi Germany. Wait a minute, wait a minute. He actually said that gun control was the worst thing since slavery? No, Obamacare is the oh, worst Obamacare. thing since slavery. Obamacare, I'm sorry. Okay. Gun control he is... He actually evident. said slavery? Yes. He's actually playing the slavery card multiple times when comparing things to other things. Yeah, he has a coin in his pocket, I think. On one side of the coin says slavery, and the other side of the coin says Nazis. Whenever there's something he doesn't like, he flips that coin. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I- I'm actually, I'm kind of speechless here, but okay, yeah. go on. Let's see. Being gay is a choice. Uh, Muslims aren't qualified to be president. Oh, oh, here, here's one. The Holocaust On could- what grounds? Because they're just not American. They're they, 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 they're not Christian and therefore not American. Separation of church and state? Federalist papers? First Amendment? What's that? Oh my god. Okay. Uh, the Holocaust. That would never have happened if, if those stupid Jews had just had more guns. <laughs> this is why I introduced this man as prominent idiot and living proof that surgeons aren't God. Uh, let's see. Let's go down. This guy's this guy's a political idiot bingo card waiting to happen. Climate change denier. We're Th- still on Ben Carson, right? We're still on Ben Carson, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, thinks we should cut Social Security and other entitlements like Medicare completely until the economy is fixed. Never mind that 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 would just literally destroy everything because he's going to destroy it now because. Progressive taxation is socialism, just like them Nazis. And everyone should just pay a 10% flat tax, which he was inspired to this, uh, he was inspired to this idea by tithing to his church. Uh, what do you, what do you mean a 10% flat tax just plain won't work and we won't be able to afford to change a light bulb in the West Wing, much less build a road or a school or something? Details, schmeetails. Oh, my God. Oh, and, yeah, don't, don't worry about building a school because he doesn't think we should teach our children quite so much about things we fucked up on, like, you know, slavery and Japanese internment camps because it might make kids not like America very much. He said, well, you teach them all about slavery and the Japanese internment camps and those kids are going to hate America. They're going to join ISIS. Uh-huh. But hey, we don't have to worry about that because Mattis said ISIS isn't, isn't anything worth worrying about. We'll just go fuck up Iran. 
Oh, 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 and he doesn't and he doesn't believe in evolution. Bingo! That's the whole fucking card. Oh my god. Living Nightmare! Well, wasn't he originally the pick for, like, the Secretary of State? Wasn't uh, he? Wasn't, I, I think he was... Wasn't, and, and he said, oh no, I could never be that because I'm not qualified or some shit, but he's HUD now. He's not qualified to be Secretary of the Yorba Linda Water Department. Oh my god. Do they have... Never mind. <laughs> oh Secretary oh, wow. of Transportation, Elaine Chow, who is the Secretary of Labor under W, who... Okay, everybody else I've mentioned is actively bad. She is merely incompetent. Uh, well, so while she was Secretary of Labor, there were just ridiculous amounts of investigations into workers complaining that uh, they weren't paid minimum wage. They weren't given their last paycheck. They, they had to deal with illegal mandatory overtime. It's not that she made the wrong decision on those cases. It's that they weren't investigated. She just didn't investigate them at all? She just, her department just didn't do anything with them. Oh. So she's merely incompetent instead of actively evil. I don't know. I would call that actively evil. I wouldn't call that merely incompetent. I would I'd, call that... I mean, if she knew about it and she didn't do anything about it, that's actively evil right there. Hmm. Sorry. I'm trying to... I'm, I'm trying... Believe it or not, I'm trying to be as fair and gentle as possible with this. Oh. <laughs> Go right ahead. You do that. Secretary of Energy. Former Texas Governor Rick Perry. <laughs> noted oil fetishist. Uh, on the... Bo- he's on the... Oh, he's also on the board of Energy Transfer Partners which is trying to build this uh, pipeline you might have heard of. The Dakota Access Pipeline? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Well, isn't he the guy who said that the Department of Energy should be dismantled? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Good job there, Rick Perry. You're. I mean, I guess he'll be out of a job real soon. Oh, speaking of people actively trying to destroy the the departments they're, they're being suggested to lead up, we come to the Secretary of Education pick, Betsy DeVoe. D... DeVos, DeVos, D-E-V-O-S, I don't know. Uh, She was the former chair of the Michigan Republican Party. Uh, She thinks school vouchers are a great idea. Yeah, that's right. Trump wants to put this lady in charge of public education, and she wants to make it easy to dismantle and defund the public school system. Makes perfect fucking sense. But it's okay. She does have her accomplishments. She, uh, she was one of the architects of the charter school system in Detroit. Oh, how lovely. Yeah, which failed... How did that go? Oh, well, it failed on every metric you care to name, from testing to classroom size to uh, emotional well-being to facilities. It failed on every possible metric with a focus and intensity found normally only in successes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Secretary of Veterans Affairs, he hasn't announced anybody yet, but uh, maybe because he hasn't quite figured out how to reanimate Joseph Stalin. Uh, (laughs) Secretary of Homeland Security, uh, retired uh, Marine General John Kelly, who is a former commander of uh, U.S. South Command, and that's all I know about him. He's something of a cipher, which in this, by, by simple virtue of his being on this list, no information is somehow more terrifying. 
Well, you know, I will say this about DHS. If if there's a department that should be dismantled, it's DHS. I mean, the only thing it, it it's it's basically now the home of a whole bunch of of components that used to be parts of other um, agencies. And really, I think that they should just return all those components to their original agencies or the, or the, the agencies that they were in before. Yeah. And uh, maybe put the Coast Guard in with the military, because uh, then maybe they'd get some dollars. Right. Um, <laughs> Give them a buck or two. You know, instead of back to the, the DOT, which I think was what they were in before DHS occurred. And get rid of TSA completely, because that's completely useless. The TSA can suck a series of farts out of my rosy red asshole, and here's why. So, uh... I, I flew up to Maine for my mother's uh, burial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw my aunt, my aunt Berta, who I hadn't seen in a few years, and she gave me a jar of this homemade pineapple raspberry jam. I didn't open it because I, I, I figured, well, if it's open, the TSA won't let me take it. Right. Uh, so I was like, "All right, I'm, I'm going to keep this closed, and I'm gonna, I'm just going to love this jam." My 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 auntie Berta made it for me. I mean, you've met my aunt Berta. She's, She's the, the sweetest woman. She is in the an entire absolute universe. sweetheart, and the and this fucked up planet does not deserve a woman this kind. I get to Logan Airport, the sphincter of the East Coast. <laughs> Sir, you can't take that on the plane. Oh, it, it's a sealed jar. It's over three ounces. Can I... I already checked my baggage. Can I... Can you check it, maybe? Can I check it? No. Can I FedEx it? There's a FedEx desk right over there. You'll have to get in line for security again. I look at my watch. There's like 20 minutes till I got aboard. I look at the line. Logan Airport is about as efficient as shit so the line was like 20 miles long so that wasn't an option in a meek voice I said can I at least open it and get a taste my aunt Berta made this for me I just want to taste this jam yeah but you'll have to go through security again so this vile troll of a person and by the way they were completely incorrect about all of that oh yeah I mean yes you couldn't take it on But yes, they could have arranged for you to check it. Yes, they could have let you back through the line if you wanted. They they had the ability to do all those things. They were just being shit. I actually looked it up. They were required to do those things. But God forbid you'd you'd try to hold a TSA agent to the rules because they'll they'll fuck you over just because it's fun. So she took that jar from me and threw it in a bin of of everything else that, that had been confiscated. And I never got to taste that jam. So fuck you, TSA. And that actually, on the plane home, I was thinking about how stupid that was. Okay, so why would they have taken that away from me? Because it's dangerous. Maybe it's a bomb. Okay. So you're going to. A delicious bomb. No, 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 hear me out here. So you're going to take this thing that could be a bomb. You're going to put it in a bin with a lot of other things that are maybe bombs. And you keep this bin at the security checkpoint which has a lot of people in it and is one of the key pieces of the airport infrastructure. So if that is a bomb, isn't that the worst place in the world to keep it? I mean, 
numerous security experts have pointed out that the TSA and what they do is simply security theater. On top of it, the TSA recruits on the back of pizza boxes. Yeah. I mean, please. Pizza boxes. So these are not the best and brightest of anything. They are the lowest echelon of, quote, public servants, unquote. And there's numerous documentaries about the fact that they steal half the shit that goes through their scanners. Yeah. I mean, never mind my hilarious TSA story. <laughs> where they found your vibrator? Yeah, where they, they found my little my little battery-operated uh, battery pocket rocket. And uh, I, had, I had connected it, and it, it had the battery in it. I just forgot to, to separate the things. And they held me up in line for about a half an hour searching for that fucker. And I didn't know what they were looking for. I was like, can I help you paw through my lug? No, ma'am! No! No, that's against the whatevers, which it isn't, by the way. And then this, this like, 90-year-old lady finally goes, I found it! I found it! Waving it around. Waving it around so the entire line could see it while I died of an That's the thing. The TSA isn't public servants. I mean, you went to high school. Yep. You know how every high school has at least a couple kids. You they've got the they've got the crow magnon sloped forehead, the one big fat bushy eyebrow. They speak in monosyllables. They you know communicate in grunts and, and screams. The, the bully always beating you up for your lunch money. You know the the way I got through high school was the knowledge that in ten years I would be doing something interesting with my life, which, as it turns out, I kind of failed at life until I met you, <laughs> and that they would be stuck in some backwater hellhole, either digging clams or picking up garbage cans or flipping burgers, and that was the best they'd ever get. Now those bullies get a snappy uniform, and they get to tell me I can't have my Aunt Berta's pineapple raspberry jam. That is exactly what's happening, because that's who TSA is recruiting. They're recruiting people who basically, you know, for them, Domino's Pizza, which isn't as bad as it used to be when I was in college. Domino's but Domino's, good now? Yeah, Domino's Pizza is a gourmet meal for these people. Yeah. And they're, these are the people who are being recruited to be in TSA. Yeah, I mean, the, the only way the TSA could get more effective advertising for their for what appears to be their their target employee pool would be to, to take the advertisements off the bottom of the Domino's pizza box and put it on the lunch money of the nerd with the trombone. I just... Because well, they're going to see that for sure. I could go on and on about the fucking TSA. And, yeah. I mean, I used to work for DHS um, because I was... Well, I didn't work directly for them, but I was a contractor working with the Coast Guard. And I will tell you, the Coast Guard... Um, I mean, I had issues working with them. Coast Guard headquarters is not really a great place to work. It's a fucking maze. Oh my, well, it's it's not only that it's a maze. Actually, I kind of like the building. It's really neatly built. I it like, is a cool building. I like the building. But the thing about, about Coast Guard headquarters is that everything is very, very politicized to the point where I could not enjoy watching a wonderful series like the American version of House of Cards because it was too much like going to work every day. <laughs> okay. So, um, so, and I no longer work there and I'm happy about that. 
but the Coast Guard in general is a fine, fine institution. It is the the longest running uh, military institution that we have, and it's being treated like shit being part of DHS. Yeah. Which has no concept of security. DHS, the guy who was in charge of DHS in this, in this last administration was so incompetent about um, information security that he insisted on a loophole that would allow him to read like Yahoo or Hotmail or whatever kind of personal email at work, which is disallowed, which is disallowed. They don't understand. Um, yeah. Mr. Mr. Johnson had some very important emails from a Nigerian prince. You know, we want to talk about, we want to talk about, you know, email security here and, you know, Hillary's emails and all this. Christ. He was, he insisted on a loophole that, that the government does not allow. Yeah. And, and his email got hacked on his government computer. Oops! Yeah, I mean, this oh, he was—he got no punishment for this, none whatsoever. He was not punished in any way. So the DHS being in charge of homeland security, yeah, no, just get rid of the goddamn DHS. Give the the, the Coast Guard uses the military network as it is. It uses the DOD network. So it's like just make it part of the TAM DOD and. You know, or, 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 you know, or, or just, you know, a, a part of the military and allow them to have some dollars for God's sake. They yeah. can't even get parking in their own garage at, yeah. at headquarters. Yeah, I mean, DHS, <laughs> you know, the Coast Guard is. <laughs> Dismantle DHS, please. Yeah, the, the Coast Guard is the only good thing about DHS. Yeah. I, I, to well, there's, there's, there's the Border Patrol is also pretty good. Oh, yeah, and they do such a great job. They, they, but. They've got some really good people there. Okay. I mean, uh, I'm not 100% against the Border Patrol. Yeah, it's just... To hell with putting them in charge of securing the homeland. I wouldn't put them in charge of securing a Chuck E. Cheese. Mm-mm. I mean, they... they you know, the TSA isn't the only place the, the DHS recruits thugs. I mean, it was just this past summer, uh, a DHS cop... Went, uh, around here where we live, went off the rails, sh- murdered his wife, and went on a, a serial killer rampage. That's targeting right. Women. That's right. He was DHS, and this was right in our neighborhood. Yeah, I couldn't come home that yeah. day. I was sitting in a wine bar at work in Arlington, unable to come home. Yeah, I mean, I, I turned on the news, saw that the the, the saw you know because when there's something big going down they've got the cameras from the helicopters and i was like hey that looks like my house what's going on oh 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 you know i made some phone calls arranged for you know the boy to be watched and secured and just kind of sheltered in place and this was a guy this this didn't come out of nowhere I was, I was, you know, begging, is our older son at home? Is our older son, cause, cause he, he goes out walking for hours every day, you know, I, for fitness. Yeah, I, was, I was like, is he home? Is he home? I was on top of that shit before he even left school. Yeah, no, I meant our older son. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I had that handled too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this, the guy didn't go bananas out of nowhere. He had a history of domestic, uh, violence. And yeah, problems, this wasn't out of the blue. Yeah, and, and problems with weapons. Why was he one? Why was he still a DHS cop? He was using his DHS cop gun. Yeah. Why was what? What? 
Why did he still have access to that? Why wasn't he, you know, immediately dismissed and, you know, kept an eye on? And he shot up women after killing his wife, shooting her point blank during an argument. Yeah. He then takes off, comes to our neighborhood for some reason, and starts shooting women who remind him of his wife. Yeah, and the only reason he got busted was his glasses broke. He broke his glasses at the the last one when he actually managed to murder the woman at the giant that we generally shopped at. We've stopped shopping there now. We call it the murder plaza where he was. And... And then he he went across the street, and that's how they got him, was because, you know, he had broken his glasses, and he he was blind as a bat and couldn't drive. Yeah. So it's like, outside of the Coast Guard, the the, the Homeland Security pretty much employs only thugs. Uh, Uh, The Coast Guard, they're amazing. They are the people, you know, if you get really screwed and you're on the water... The Coast Guard comes to your rescue. They don't ask you if you can afford it first. It's not like the cops, so they'll find out if you're, uh, you know, are you black? If so, I'm going to rescue you with bullets. Mm-hmm. Oh, and speaking of, of unrepentant systemic racism, let's talk about the choice for Attorney General. Oh, oh. Jeff Sessions. Jeff fucking Sessions. Oh, God. Supports same-sex marriage bans. Opposes Obamacare. Unrepentant racist. He suggested... That a white lawyer working for black clients was a race traitor. He used those words, race traitor. A race traitor? Yes. Joked that the only issue he had with the KKK was their drug use, and groans about civil rights organizations trying to, to quote, force civil rights down the throats of people who were trying to put problems behind them, end quote. Ah, <sighs> oh, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I, I I didn't know anything good about Jeff Sessions before you. There got is started, nothing so. good. The only good thing about Jeff Sessions that he's, he's and he's going to be immortal. our AG. Trump wants him as the Attorney General. Yeah, you know, just recently I've been binge watching The West Wing. We both have because I think he, I think even our, our younger son is binge watching the the West Wing right West Wing right now because we are all so depressed that we need to you know see a fictional good administration yeah. <laughs> without any of this crap in it. But there's this whole little um, episode that's about this this one Attorney General who, um, I think he's the Attorney General, and he's, uh, like, prosecuting um, uh, doctors in Oregon. Oregon, yeah. In Oregon. And, you know, basically how Jed Bartlett shut him down. And I'm just like, and now, now, where's Jed Bartlett? We've got Jeff Sessions in charge of all this. Yay! Yeah. Okay, so that's the cabinet. That's the cabinet. Other cabinet-level positions. White House Chief of Staff. So, Trump was... One of his major campaign platforms... Oh, we're going to drain the swamp. We're going to get all these professional politics out of politics. And by the way, the expression drain the swamp... What it means is for for those of us who for those of you who are listening who um who don't actually live here, um, drain the swamp means that 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 we're actually built on a swamp here. Yeah, D.C. is actually built on a swamp, and people talk about draining the swamp, and they they you know they're talking about the fat you know it's 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 like an analogy because they're I mean it is an analogy but what I'm saying is we're actually built on a swamp yeah and so people are you know we're really saying drain the swamp that is 
Washington. Yeah. Uh, Rance Priebus. He's about as establishment as it gets. This is like draining the swamp by hiring the swamp thing. Yeah. Swamp thing. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, great. Then he, he's horrible for a thousand other reasons. I mean, is, isn't he tied up with Breitbart? Or is that somebody else? I don't know. Because, remember. I mean, Breitbart is basically the, uh, the news, the news wing of the, uh, the, <laughs> I guess they're calling themselves alt-right now because neo-Nazis is a little too judgmental. I'm so very sorry. I hurt your precious fucking Fifi's. Uh, Ambassador to the UN, Nikki Haley, who is actually not terrible? Yeah, um, I mean, I don't really like her, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't agree with her on everything, but she, she's, she, is, she is woke on at least a couple subjects. She she thinks it's fucking ridiculous that we should require somebody to use a bathroom based on the the biological sex listed on their birth certificate. She's uh, she's does a pretty good job with race relations. She's not terrible. Uh, she's going to be uh, she's been named uh, and appointed to ambassador to the UN. Uh, administrator of the EPA. The, the Environmental Protection Administration. Scott Pruitt, who once sued the EPA to block the clean power plan and specifically the waters of the U.S. rule, which basically would uh, ex slightly expand the definition of the waters of the U.S. to protect more wetlands. Right. Uh, he has very close ties to the en energy industry, which we all know are very conservation-minded, and has lobbied on their behalf by taking form letters from the en energy industry and issuing them in public debate with his letterhead. He's a climate change denier. <sighs> Director of the Office of Management and Budget. Oh, God. Mick Mulvaney, who was elected in 2010 with help from a 501c4 nonprofit group that has been accused of violating campaign finance laws. Yet another in the chain of appointments being filled with what seems to be the very worst choice possible. And last on my list, the administrator of the Small Business Administration, Linda McMahon. Pro wrestling magnate, and I can't fucking believe I just had to say those words in a political discussion. Her husband Vince oh, runs the WWE. So, so when you say her husband runs it, how does that make her a pro wrestling magnate? Because she owns a shitload of stock and has a, a key management position within the corporation. Oh, oh, okay, all right. Uh, she support. May I remind you, we're talking about the. Uh, appointee to the administration of the Small Business Administration. She supports a plan to dismantle the Small Business Administration and fold it into a subset of the Commerce Department, therefore eliminating the very position she has been nominated for. Oh, oh, and also she has massive conflicts of interest because she's, she still holds, even though she's no longer... Uh, working for WWE, she still holds an absolute shitload of stock in the WWE, and WWE has a habit of treating other smaller wrestling organizations, which are small businesses, like crap, and using questionable tactics to beat them into submission. Oh, <laughs> beat them into submission. Yeah, I, yeah, that was on purpose. Yeah, that was on purpose. I thought you'd like that. <laughs> so, my theory, I have. Where's that spoon? 
I have a couple theories. Theory the first. Trump uh, is is attempting to take the Republican ideal of small government is best government to a ridiculous exaggerated degree by eliminating as much of it as he can. (laughs) And theory the second, which I think is far more interesting, is that Trump doesn't want to be president. Well, and I think the thing is that, you know, we've talked about this many times um, in the last year or so, that the idea that Trump actually didn't intend to be elected and was horrified by the fact he got nominated and then the roller coaster just wouldn't stop and you know of course he says oh we're great you know blah 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 with his, you know gesturing with his tiny hands but but you know at the same time i you know behind the scenes you know the the surprise he expressed at oh this is actually a job president yeah you know and and you know, he fully intends to keep running his businesses and other things. I mean, he, you know, with his little blind trust with his children, you know, God. Yeah, I, 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 I do. I think he doesn't want to be president. He wanted to run to shake things up. And his... I'm shook up. And his narcissism wouldn't let him, wouldn't let him pump the brakes. I mean, the... The the evidence is out there. I mean, when when he won the uh, when he won the election, made first contact with the White House, he didn't know that he would have to bring in all new staff. This is something you would know if you were making a serious run at the White House. You would have people find this out for you. You would know it if you ever, like I don't know, even watched the news. Yeah, you would know these things. You this this is like. It, it's this is like one of the first bullets on the executive summary for uh, how to be a president for dummies. <laughs> there should be a book like that. Ugh, Jesus. So he wasn't prepared for it. If he wasn't prepared for it, that must mean he didn't seriously think it could happen. And if he didn't think it could happen after he won the election, then... Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I... Definitely the best way to I mean I think he's I think he's hoping that it'll get taken away from him somehow. Yes, very much. Uh, you know that that people go no this isn't okay and in fact you're not the president anymore. But yeah, that's what he that is that's my theory is that that is what he wants. Uh, he he obviously didn't know anything going into this about He didn't even know he had to move to the White House. Yeah, and he's still fighting on that. The New York City just uh, sent the federal government uh, bill of, I think it was like $35 million, because it costs them half a million dollars a day for the security. Uh, he's gone out of his way to create conflicts of interest. There was uh, some uh, political leader from the Middle East normally had a uh, an event at the Four Seasons Hotel. Trump got him to move it to a uh, Trump-owned hotel. Emoluments clause. Uh, he's creating a conflict of interest by really by insisting that he's going to stay in Trump Tower, which, in order to properly secure it, will require the Secret Service to lease space from him. That's a conflict of interest. Yeah, that's a conflict of interest. I mean, the the blind trust thing. He's that's not a blind trust. 
Yeah, he, he just keeps creating over and over and over and over these situations where he can get kicked out but still claim to be the good guy. Well, I'm still wondering how they're going to resolve that whole bit with the old post office. You know, he owns, or not owns, but he leases that um, now. Um, and, you know, and there's there's a hotel, et cetera, et cetera, there. Um, and, and it's like... The, the deal with that land is that you can't be in a public office, including president, and have that, that lease. So, you know, I mean, he's, but he shows no signs of letting it go from, from last I checked. Yeah, so. he doesn't want the job. He wants out. He wants out as quickly as possible. But the hell of it is... Jesus Christ, I hope he doesn't get what he wants because if he gets the boot, we get President Pence, who is one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine how Pence is going to be better. I mean, Pence will be worse. Yeah, and, and so I'm sitting here going, well, you know, what do we, what do, we do? I mean, well, what's going to happen to this country, really, logically speaking? What's going to happen to this country under Trump? Or under Pence. Under Pence, it'll be a lot worse. I mean, Pence literally believes that electroshock therapy should be uh, applied to gay people to make them not gay anymore. I, this is this is some snidely whiplash shit. Yeah, I, I just... And I think one of the four horsemen is, is probably the best way to put this. Yeah. I, I'm not quite sure. And now, so let's just say that somehow magically... Um, you know, uh, Trump is either not allowed to take office, which there, there are some petitions. Of course, we, we saw how well that worked um, in, in the recent past. But there's some petitions going around to not allow him to take office until all these things are resolved. Um, and we haven't even gotten into the whole uh, hacking of the email thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's specifically what the petition is for until that is resolved. Um, you know, don't let Trump take office. Well, it's like, okay, but what, what does that mean, first of all? Does Obama stay in office? No. Second, you know, or if Pence is, is the person who takes office instead, does he appoint his own cab? I mean, wh who takes office if Trump doesn't take office? Okay. Uh, basically the, the the vice president would be treated the same as the president in, in the case of all right we're we're going to suspend the results of this election until we can figure out whether or not it was fucked with so Trump and Pence you, you go hang out on the bench over there next up in the order of succession speaker of the house Paul Ryan that's that's not great I yeah let, let, I, I don't think Paul Ryan knows his ass from his elbow he frankly he really doesn't he keeps, he's sort of like a wet noodle yeah but okay, let, let's say maybe Paul Ryan, you know, he slips in the shower and breaks his ankle or whatever, or decides he doesn't want the gig. So next down the list, the president pro tempore of the Senate, Orrin Hatch. So what you're saying is that no matter what happens, America is irrevocably fucked. Yep. It's fucked, and the only way, the only way we can prevent this from getting any more fucked is to keep Trump from shooting himself in the foot. Because Trump is an idiot. He's 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 a oh Jesus, he's a narcissistic little goblin. But my god, 
any uh, you know, the the order of succession beyond him is even worse. Well, so here's here's something that I've heard people calling for um, a new election because basically throw this election out since it was you know fucked. Um, by the the email hacks, throw this election out and hold a new election. Do you mm, think that's ever going to happen? No, I don't see that happening no, either. Multiple but. reasons why. Uh, one that would take an act of Congress, like it, it would be something on the order of almost like a constitutional amendment. So you'd need supermajority on both sides of the uh, of Congress. Now, what's a supermajority? Uh, Two thirds. Okay. So that's not going to happen. So not a simple majority. Yeah. So that's not going to happen. You'd probably have to get uh, two-thirds of the states to sign on to it because there's not, as far as I'm aware, there's not a legal setup for uh, essentially calling a mulligan on an election, so it would probably have to be a constitutional amendment, and constitutional amendments require two-thirds of the states. So that's not going to happen. And then if even if we got past all that, I tensions are higher than they've ever been political-wise among the public. There well, there's would, already violence in the streets. There, so. there would be riots. Yeah, I think there would be yet more violence in the streets. And since it would be probably conducted by white people with guns, that uh. which, you know, <laughs> I have to pause it. I'm going to just put this out there. I don't think there's anything worse. And I'm not anti-gun. I've owned guns. I don't have anything against guns personally. I don't think that that you need them in a city. Um, but I'm not. I'm not like take away everyone's guns. But there's nothing worse than a bunch of angry white people with guns. Yep. You know, it's like you think we got problems now. Bunch of white people with guns taking over the streets. I just don't know. Bunch of angry white people with guns. See also the police. Well, yeah, there is, yeah. <laughs> Probably many of them trained to use those guns. So, yeah, I, I just, I don't even know what to say at this point. But I think I want that spoon and I want to open my veins right here yeah. now. Anyway, I, I'm going to go settle up with the bartender. All right, you do that. And I'm just going to go despair. Okay. This podcast is a production of Kitty Dreams Studios, www.kittydreams.com.